Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Ventures of Flash, Danny Foreman, the true life adventures. This is episode six, The Unexplained. Well, I'm glad y'all's tuning in with me this week and sticking with me. Uh, this week uh, has been pretty a pretty eventful week. Uh, we uh, went out there and we checked out that one uh, so-called haunted house that uh, we was going to do the podcast from. But for some strange reason, we couldn't get a hold of the owners to get their story and get permission to do the podcast there. So we viewed it from the outside, and it's got to look. And I think it'd be real cool to do a podcast from there, get their story, get some comments during the podcast. And we're going to have a special episode on Halloween night, and we're going to try to get permission from them. Uh, This is... uh, Right at the end of October here, uh, the weather's starting to turn cool. It's great weather. It's a great time of the year. I love this time of the year. It's the best time of the year, man. My birthday month, uh, it don't get no better than that. Life is good. Uh, I appreciate it. Like I just said, uh, everyone, uh, all my faithful viewers, each week tuning back in with me. Uh, This week, uh, we're going to stick with... uh, the uh halloween theme anyway so we've got a couple stories uh, one of my listeners uh, has uh, supplied us with they got a uh, a little page of their self where they do stories and this is nightmarish true stories so this is going to be short a short uh, series of little stories and We'll come back and we'll talk about things and we might even go over a few questions that people sent in. Y'all sit back and enjoy this new episode. I'll never forget the time me and my brother snuck out past our bedtimes to explore an allegedly haunted house down the block. Yes, I said bedtime, as I was only 10 and my brother Luke was only 12. When our parents said goodnight to us, I went to Luke's room, and we took a couple hand-powered flashlights with us, and hopped outside through the window. Luckily, his room was on the first floor. Those hand-powered flashlights worked by constantly pushing in a little trigger that would create light inside the lens. They were noisy as hell, but they were convenient. Once we were outside, we just walked down the block, and in two minutes we were there. It was rumored by all the neighborhood kids and teens that the place was haunted, Everything about it was creepy. The older, more antique design of the house, the isolation from the rest of the houses, and the broken windows and rotting wood. It seemed perfect for a horror movie. We went around to the backyard. This was all my curious and confident brother's idea. I was scared shitless. The door was locked, as expected. I felt a bit of relief, thinking we might just go home. But my brother made a shocking move next. He grabbed a plank of wood laying in the grass and began smashing the already chipped window. Eventually there was enough of an opening to unlock it and slide it up completely. We hopped inside and began cranking those noisy-ass flashlights. Immediately after entering the house, we both picked up on the fact that it was like 90 degrees in there, which was odd as it was a September night in the mid-70s. There was no graffiti or anything anywhere. In fact, it was relatively empty besides a few pieces of furniture that were clearly not worth taking along. 
It seemed we were the first to enter the house, shockingly, or at least from the back. We went upstairs to the main floor from the little den area and continued cranking the flashlights. That's when we heard the slightest crack in the floorboards from right above us. We both jumped. I tugged for Luke to leave, but he told me the place is old as hell, it's just house noises. I stopped cranking the flashlight at this point, and I urged Luke to do the same, but he only called me stupid for suggesting something so ridiculous. Then there was another crack in the floorboards from above us. He began walking upstairs. I didn't want to go up there, but I was not about to stay down there alone. I followed behind him to the upstairs. There was a door that led to a room right above where we were standing. I begged him not to open it, but he must have just wanted to be the big, tough older brother. He began to reach for the doorknob while still cranking the noisy flashlight, but then he stopped. I was confused. I could see in the dark he was moving his ear up against the door, listening for something. Silence. Then, the most deafening, nightmare-inducing moment of my life. A single bang on the door from the other side sent my brother staggering into the wall in pain, covering his ear. We dropped the flashlights and ran straight out the back door and back home. We were so loud when we got back that our parents found us out. We told them what happened, but they naturally didn't care and grounded us both for a week. Two nights later, I woke to the sound of something from outside my window and a glare of brightness sneaking in through my slightly opened blind. I sat up and my heart sank when I realized it was the sound of the crank to my flashlight. I stood up and looked out the window, and that's when it stopped. There was nothing but complete blackness out there after that. I woke the next day barely remembering what happened, and I still hope today that that part was just a dream. Oh, that was a good one. This is Dr. Gunter Zuloff. This is a good one. That was a Carmichael's good one. There This is a story that happened to me recently. I was still in my first year of university, and I've only just made friends with a few other students. Albeit an old and notorious university for its ghostly figures and paranormal activity, the campus janitors and security were all too familiar with unusual reports. The art and design faculty was subjected to the oldest campus of the four separate buildings, and the block my class happened to progress in was the allegedly haunted section as well. It was late in the afternoon, just before 5, and my friend needed to use the restroom. She asked me to accompany her, and I obliged, seeing it as an opportunity to rest my eyes from the strains of the projector. She rushed into one of the stalls, and I waited outside the bathroom. Feeling that she would take longer than I initially anticipated, I decided to walk back to class without telling her. As soon as I sat down, she barged into the class, calling out for me. According to her claim, she heard the sink's tap turn on and thought it was me playing a prank. As she opened the door, she saw no one else in the restroom besides herself, yet the other stall next to her was locked from the inside. Thinking it was someone else on the toilet, she asked if it was me. No answer. Curious, she looked down the gap but saw no shoes or legs. 
yet heard feminine whispers and humming from that particular stall. Frightened, she left without saying another word. Class ended and we went home, but the thought of the occurrence remained. We later learned from one of the janitors that no one should ever be in the restroom after five in the evening, as there is a known ghost of a woman who resides in the stalls. Needless to say, as juniors in the university, my friends and I decided to never use the bathrooms after the designated time. I'm not in any way saying these claims are true, but everything I told you is true in regards to what I was told. Whether these things I was told by my friend and the janitor are true or not remains a mystery to me. Oh, that was a, that's a pretty good little story right there too, man. Uh, Y'all keep listening. This happened a few months ago while I was serving in Japan as a missionary for the Mormon church. I was in the country for two years, and my time to return home was approaching. I was in my last area, Kyoto, a bustling tourist attraction, an ancient Japanese city I've wanted to visit all my life. Anyway, it was late at night, and my companion and I were knocking on doors to see if anyone had interest in learning about Christ. We came across this one apartment building and decided to give it a shot. In Japan, there are three kinds of apartments, super luxurious suites, decent apartments with four to five rooms total, or ghetto as crap. This apartment was the latter. We were on the second floor of this building and knocked on this one door. A middle-aged man in worn-out clothes answered with an awkward smile on his face. Being the kind missionaries we were, we introduced ourselves and asked him if he would like to learn about what we believe. Instead of giving us a direct answer, he invited us in. Usually, in missionary work, this is a good sign, but upon stepping foot into that apartment, I knew what we got ourselves into. This apartment reeked with the smell of marijuana and urine. His apartment was puny, a small entryway, a door on the left leading into a bathroom, a small kitchen to the right, and a small multi-purpose room with a small kneeling table, TV, and bed. That's it. Judging by the way he was behaving and most of the decor in his apartment, I knew this guy definitely had some sins worth confessing. He sat us down on either side of the table and started to rant on about how he hates Christians and wants to kill them. That made my companion and I tense up a bit, but the man was plastered. In the time this was going on, he drank like ten times his weight in booze. We just prayed and hoped he wouldn't recognize who we were and what he was telling us. Then he said, I'm going to tell you a secret and you can't tell anyone. He then pulled out from under his bed a box. He opened it to reveal thousands and thousands of dollars worth of Japanese yen. And yes, it was authentic. We even examined it. This man was an illegal drug lord who worked with the Yakuza, the Japanese mafia group. We then realized that if this man knew what he just did and showed us, he would kill us for sure or at least take us hostage. My companion and I feared for our lives and tried to come up with an excuse to get away. But he wouldn't let us go. He kept ranting on about irrelevant things and saying how Christianity was an evil cult of some kind. We tried to explain our side of the story, but there's no use in reasoning with a drunk drug lord who works for the Japanese mafia. It then got to the point where we practically had to run for the door. We said we were leaving, stood up, and quickly walked over to the door. 
The guy then stood up and began to reach for something in a box, but we never saw what it was. As soon as the door closed, we bolted home faster than we ever had. The last thing we wanted was him sobering up to find out he had revealed his deepest, darkest secrets to two Christian missionaries from America. Had this man not been drunk, he probably would have killed us. For all we know, he was reaching for a gun as we were leaving. When I was 15 years old, I was home alone one night for whatever reason. My bedroom was on the first floor, right next to the living room. It's a strange setup. I had the door shut and was playing video games when I heard a strange sound come out from in the living room. It took me a few moments to figure out that it was a tap on the window. I stepped through the dark living room and out the front door and checked the bushes by the window. Nobody was there. I went back to my room with the door open and resumed playing the game. Five seconds later, another knock on the glass. This time I ran to the front door barefoot ready to chase the pranksters, but again, no one was in the bushes. No one was even in sight. I chose to just ignore it from here on out. On my way back to my room, there was another knock. I ran over to the window to try and catch them. There wasn't anyone outside, but I felt something right above the tip of my toes. I looked down and saw the dark shadow of a figure sitting down by the window. I think I was back in my room in a matter of two seconds with the door locked. I was hiding under my bed trying to call my dad. The knocking on the glass continued from outside. When I explained to my dad, he called me crazy for not calling the police, so he told me he would for me and to wait in my room with the door locked. I'd say about five minutes later, the knocking stopped, and ten minutes later, the cops arrived. The figure was gone, but there were no signs of entry or exit, as all the doors were locked and all the windows shut. Still, we haven't seen or heard of anything since then, but it's still creepy as hell to think about. Hey, I hope y'all enjoyed those stories. I know I did. I had some other stories that they sent in, but that's the ones that I picked out. I hope y'all enjoyed them. I'm glad that uh, everyone is staying with me, and uh, we've uh, actually got some uh, some uh, supporters now of the podcast, so we can sure keep going with some support, financial support out there. But that's not why we do the podcast. The podcast is just for... All you guys, this is y'all's podcast. We do it to get the word out there. And uh, like I told you a few weeks ago, uh, we're fixing to start throwing some folks under the bus that uh, uh, things that we don't uh, particularly like and uh, is not right. And we're fixing to start throwing their names under the bus. So y'all keep tuning in and y'all enjoy that. And you'll get a big bang out of that and a big laugh about that because the the ones that's names that we're throwing under the buses is not going to laugh about it. We've got, uh, I said we might go over a few questions. We had a question last week from uh, that was sent in from one of our listeners, and uh, they want to know if we can do some shows on some conspiracy theories. And, you know, I always love that subject. You know, some of them is just too far-fetched, and some of the conspiracy theories just don't have no basis but 
there are some that actually do have bases and uh you know they'll make you think uh is that uh, true or not and uh possibly they could be uh i don't know for sure on some of them but some of them i believe might be true so we're going to take a look at all the different various uh conspiracy theories out there and we're going to see if uh if we can uh, find a few, then do a podcast on that. Uh, keep your uh, suggestions coming on in. Uh, and to uh, all you loyal uh, listeners every week, uh, you guys are the ones keeping us going. Like I said, we're like 99.1%. And then, well, I'm not going to say 99.1%. <clears throat> I'm going to throw it out there. We're like, because this is a true podcast uh, everything's the truth we're like 95 one four and the four is going to be the haters of the world and you know you're are always going to be haters man there's always going to be people that don't like what you do or don't agree with what you say and this podcast is not political in any way you know i don't want it to be political uh there's enough uh, politics going on in the world. I got my own views on politics, but I'm going to keep them to myself, like I said, and uh, that's just something that I'm not going to put in here with it. You know, like uh, even like yesterday, uh, a co-worker said something about politics, you know, because all the companies and everything in the world is politics, you know. Everyone out there knows that, so... They said something about politics and everything and asked me something about it if I got into politics and our work. And I said, no, that's one thing I don't get involved in in our work is politics. But when I'm pulled off into it and I'm thrown into it, then they get mad at me because then I'm going to tell what my views are and exactly how I stand on it. And I'm not going to back down from it one minute and the chips will fall where they may, you know. Everything don't always go just like you like it, and that's the world. But, you know, everyone's got their own say about anything, and I don't really spit it out there unless uh, I'm coerced to do it. Then I'll throw it right on out there. Anyway, let's get off all that negative stuff. That's negative. My podcast is positive, man. Um, I got uh, a bunch of... uh, of uh, requests to do different kinds of podcasts. We're going to do some podcasts out on the road. We're going to take some trips and do some podcasts. And uh, I know the weather's going to be changing soon, but right now is the perfect time of the year to get out there and do something, man. We're going to take some little trips and we're going to go here and there. And uh, we hadn't had any guests on the show yet, but I'm promising y'all we will soon. We're going to have guests on the show and it's going to be an enjoyable show, man. Um, uh, I got another question uh, asked this week about how old I was. Well, I'm not going to throw that out there. Uh, I'm uh, not that old, let's put it that way, but uh, I know a couple of things. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, thank you for that uh, request out there, Sandy, in uh, Seattle, Washington. We get, we're getting uh, uh, emails in from everywhere, man. I've got an email here from Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, the viewer asks, uh, uh, can we get some celebrities on the show? Well, 
Yeah, I hope we do. Uh, myself, personally, I am not no celebrity in any sense of the word. I'm just a regular guy like all y'all podcast listeners out there. And uh, I'm not trying to be no big shot, man. I have nothing to prove to anyone out there. Uh, uh, I have no dues to pay. My dues has already been paid, man. I've done a lot of things in my life, a lot of good, uh, positive things in my life. And uh, I'm going to continue to do positive things. And uh, I try to shut out negativity, but every day people wants to rain on your parade, man. I guess they get tired of standing in the shade and they want to rain on your parade. Well, y'all quit trying to rain on Flash's parade because I'm going to be positive. It don't matter. If y'all's negative or your life is not going good, hey, mine is, and uh, I'm going to be stay positive and be positive all the way. It's like one uh, a job I had one time. Uh, one of the bosses said, hey, Flash, you think you got the world in your hand, don't you? And I said, yeah, I know I do. Why? He said, well, you better watch out or it's going to jump around and bite you in the butt. Well, hey, I'll tell you what I told him. I told him, hey... It might bite me in the butt, but it's going to bounce right off, and I'm going to stay positive, brother. So that's the way that is. We're not going to worry about all that. We're going to keep on rolling. Uh, I'm going to go into a few more of these questions here. I'm going to try to stay out of the news events and, and not discuss the news very much because the news these days, the news are, is so negative, man. You can turn it on and you hear the same stuff every day, every day. The news is a negative thing in this country, man. Um, I'm not saying that they're the enemy or anything because they are by no means the the uh, enemy. They just read what's on the teleprompter. Whatever it says on the teleprompter, that's what they say. That's not their own per The news people, it's not their own personal opinion. It's the ones that write it for them. So... I'm not even going to delve into all of that uh, negative stuff. Uh, last week I told you guys that I'd been challenged. To, <laughs> this is a good one. I've been challenged to climb in the ring. Well, yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, they hadn't really, they hadn't really uh, scheduled it yet. They just wanted to see what I'd say, and they found out what I'd say. I flash a climb on in there. Uh, Put your money up. You don't have to put a lot up. Just pay for my expenses to go there and back. That's all I'm asking for. And uh, we'll do it. You know, I always love the wrestling game. Uh, we're going to have some more podcasts on the wrestling game. I'm going to I'm gonna tell everybody about uh, back in the day, uh, back in the 80s, meeting uh, Rick Rude and Nightheart and having some drinks with them and... Uh, uh, I actually got to meet Andy Kaufman back when uh, he was coming to Memphis, and uh, that was unforgettable. At the time, I didn't really get Andy or really understand Andy, and I just thought at the time Andy was some kind of kook, but now I've come to realize that Andy was actually a, a very smart man. Andy was smart, man, and he just had that cutting-edge humor where, you know, at the time, nobody got it, you know, and back in those days, uh, wrestling was kayfabe, and nobody, everybody thought that it wasn't real, but they did, all the wrestlers played their role all the way out, like, uh, even, uh, I'm going to go back in time here a little bit, and I'm going to go back to the, like I said, 
back even before Andy Kaufman come on the scene, I'm going to go back to the 60s and 70s. The original Sheik, you know, he, he was so, you know, he wasn't really a, a Sheik by no means, but uh, he played his role so good, K Fabi, that he, it, he did it 100% of the time. Like nowadays, once they walk out of there, and even people, fans know before they walk out of there that it's not real. And it, uh, that's not uh, their role. But back in them days, like the Sheik, like I'm talking about, he played that role outside the ring, too. All the, all the wrestlers did. Uh, like the mask guys and stuff, they predicted their identity by any means necessary. They didn't want any fan to know who they was. They tried to keep it real, man, and that's why it survived and flourished and done so good back then. Nowadays, it's uh, the show, and uh, it's not uh, it's not the same. And uh, if you listen to any of all these old wrestlers podcasts, uh, they'll let you know that, and they're not really happy with it anymore. Although some of them that's pretty up, that's older than me. Are as old as me, they're still going in the game in an indie sort of way, and they're still making money off of it, but it's not uh, like the big time. They're not like in the big time or nothing. And most of them don't last that long now. They burn out, they hurt themselves and burn out, so that's all changed. But anyway, it is what it is. You either like it or you don't like it, and uh, it's all up to you guys, I mean, whether you like it or not. But anyway, I got off on that subject because I'd been challenged. But yes, I will accept your challenge. And uh, we can do it anywhere you want to. I mean, I do not care about that, really, wherever we do it at. And uh, if uh, you want to do it one fall or you want to do it the old school way, two out of three falls. I love those old two out of three falls. Man, they were something. Uh, you guys uh, sent in some good suggestions. I like that one about the conspiracy theories. That's really good right there. And we're going to try to investigate some of those. And uh, we're going to, if we step on any toes, that's too bad. All the ones that, uh, that I was talking about throwing their names under the bus... Y'all get ready and y'all get prepared. You know that if you've ever had any close encounters, like I said, with Flash, you're going to get thrown under the bus probably if it's in a kind of a negative way or whatever. Or, or whatever. Then I'm th but all the positive ways, I'll, I'll uh, display you in a positive light. But the negative folks, I'm going to display you in a negative uh light and that's going to be for the whole world because my podcast is worldwide man i'm on all podcast sources i'm going to stay on all podcast sources like it i love it dislike it it don't matter it's still going to be on every week and it's still going to be rolling every week i'm going to be on for like another 40 or 50 years so buckle your seat belts get ready it's coming straight at you and that's just the way it is let me see some of these other questions here that we got this week. Oh, man. Here's one that asked me if I have any pets. Uh, this is from Mary in Florida. Yes, Mary, I have one dog. Uh, 
He's a good dog, like uh, Jenny on Forrest Gump. When Forrest Gump told you, he's a good dog. He barks, and he's a great dog. I love him. I love all animals. I love all animals. If I could, I'd have a million of them. Animals, animals love you unconditionally, no matter what. It's not like uh, a lot of humans, man. Uh, whatever their day's going like or their emotions, that's how they react to you. An animal's always wagging their tail when you go to, to work or you leave the home. And when you come back, they're standing there waiting for you, still wagging their tail. A dog and a, or a cat or any kind of animal's love is unconditional. And God made them that way. Thank you, God. And uh, on this podcast... Uh, we're going to cover all subjects that we can uh, get suggestions on or all subjects that we can think of. We even might have a couple on music, man. We might have a musical guest on here. The, our next episode that we're going to do Wednesday night, from we're going to try to do it from that haunted house. But I've had some trouble with the haunted house request. The first two I went to, I didn't feel a thing. So I guess I should investigate it a little bit more. But if I don't feel nothing, uh, people, if I don't feel nothing from your from your haunted area, your house, then I'm not doing a podcast from there because I don't believe it's haunted. I can always feel it. So I don't feel it from those two houses. And the one the other day that I checked out, uh, I did actually feel something from there. There. I felt like I was being watched, and it, but it could have been the owners of the house too. But anyway, they didn't answer the door, so I'm, I'm thinking it's probably not them. But I could feel some kind of presence or something there. So we're gonna check back into that. And Halloween night would be a great time to explore it. When I was a kid, I always loved Halloween. Halloween was one of my favorite holidays out of the whole year. I loved it. We used to take a, back in the day, you could go trick-or-treating. When we was kids, we used to take a big shopping bag, one of them paper bags, one of them big ones. And when we'd come home, we'd have it full. It would be full. We've even went and got two bags before, four, but usually we run out of time before, you know, the Halloween shut down to get two bags. We usually get a bag. And then the next two or three days at school, you know what everybody would be doing. Those were some good days. and Them was days when kids could be kids. And nowadays there's so many kooks and nuts out there in the world that a kid can't really be a kid anymore. They got internet stuff going, which I'm not knocking the internet because I use the internet daily, just like most people. And um, I enjoy the internet, but... Uh, I think the world was better before we had all that. Families had to c communicate with each other more. Uh, we was closer. Uh, we played like kids. Nowadays, it's hard for a kid to be a kid. But, you know, that's the way of the world. Times is changing. You got to change with them. You got to go with the flow. That's what Flash does. It goes with the flow. Another 30 or 40 years, when it changes again, I'll still be going with the flow. You know that. We're going to keep on rocking and rolling. Uh, let me see if we got any more questions here. Here's a question. says, why don't I read... 
Oh, here's a good one. <laughs> here's a good one right here. It says, why don't I relocate to Manhattan? Well, I actually have been there before and uh, I wasn't that, that impressed with it. I'm not knocking Manhattan and New York, man. Uh, there's no other place uh, that I know of like like it but you know i'm not knocking it i'm not running it down but it's just not for me i live out in the country and uh, my nearest neighbor is about a mile away and uh, i love it it's quiet it's drama free it's noise free and there's no other place in the world like here either so person from manhattan i love you people i'll visit you from time to time but you know last time i was up there I smoked cigarettes, and it cost me $12 for a pack of Marlboro. And, uh, man, that really got to me. Uh, that wasn't a good thing. Uh, they got those all those toll bridges and stuff where you had to pay. And, uh, man, uh, rent, the uh, cost of living is just terrible. Although, uh, uh, my job, you made over $100 an hour. It costs you almost that much to live there. So it sounds impressive, but it's really not that impressive. But anyway, I wouldn't mind coming up there and visiting, getting some photos and stuff to share. And thank you for sending in that question. But I love you guys from Manhattan. Keep on rocking. Just like all parts of the U.S., I love all you guys, man. Y'all keep on doing what you're doing. We're going to keep on doing what we're doing here. Uh, I hope y'all have a great Halloween. Uh, it's coming up, coming right around the bend in a few days. Uh, I hope you get to go to some good Halloween parties. I, myself, personally, uh, I really probably won't go to no Halloween pro uh, parties or anything. And uh, all my children are grown now, so... But hey, I got me a couple bags of candy, and I'll, I'll pass out some candy. Uh, I always passed out chocolates. So everybody out there, I'll, if you come by on Halloween and you're wearing a costume, you can get some chocolate. <laughs> That's right. So uh, let me see if we got any other questions here. Here's a question here. It says, what kind of vehicles do you own? Well... I'm not wanting any new vehicles and I'm really not I'm really not real comfortable about giving out a whole lot of personal information. I just scanned down through there and, and picked a question there real quick. Uh, I don't know. Like I was saying, the world is so crazy and stuff now, you can't really give out a whole score of personal information about yourself or somebody's going to be trying to take advantage of you in some way. So I'm just going to put it like this. I drive a truck. Not a eighteen wheeler, a pickup truck. So and I got it and I ride a Harley. So those are two good things right there. I always loved Harley Davidson. Uh, I, when I got rid of my last one before this, I went several years without one. And uh I had a couple injuries and I was told that I couldn't ride anymore, but hey, the one that told me that, uh didn't know what they was talking about, man. They also told me that uh, I'd be uh, permanently uh, injured from now on, and uh, I got better. Uh, I went back to work, and uh, I've uh, recovered 100% from it. 
And hey, I'm 120%. That's like I told that opponent, I'll climb back in the ring with you. Set it up, book it, and make sure you tell me how much money it's going to be. Because just like the whole world is now, I'm all about the money, man. Nah, that's not true, y'all. Y'all know better than that. I'm not any about the money, man. I'm for about the happiness. Happiness makes the world go around, man. If we had more love in this world, instead of hate, we'd be a lot better off. But there's so many haters out there now, man. It's hard to, it's hard to uh, feel like that. But that's the way I am. And uh, I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast tonight. I hope you enjoyed those little stories. And <coughs> oh man, I'm coughing. That ain't good. And uh, I got a little story myself. I got a whole bunch of uh, haunted stories that's happened to me. Uh, I should have just been telling my haunted stories, but I wanted to do that because the listener that that uh, sent them in, he did that, and he did that from people that emailed them stories to him. So, and one of them stories was a girl's story and different, you know, different listener stories. But uh, that's how he that's how he gets all his stories. But I should have just been telling about my haunted stories, you know. I can remember one real vivid and clear. Uh, this was probably back in the, this was back in the early 80s. Might have even been back in the late 70s. Probably the late 70s. And this is uh, right around my high school days. Uh, me and a couple of my friends was going riding around because y'all know how you used to do on the weekends when you was back in school. You, you'd, all your friends would gather up and you'd have uh, you'd have uh, places where everybody met, you know, girls and boys, and everybody would meet up and you know and have a good time, uh, intermingle and socialize with your friends. And we was uh, driving down the road and uh, we. Uh, we, we made a we made a wrong turn or something, and we made a wrong turn or something, and we went into a, a desolate kind of area. And uh, it was real dark that night. It was a real dark night out that night. And uh, when we went into the desolate area, man, I mean, it was so dark that you couldn't see your hand in front of you outside. You know, and all you had was the car headlight. So. We went down this one road, and I could see a light down on the end of the road, you know, and I figured, well, it's not a car light because you can see it's in the wide open out, and, you know, fields all around and no uh, trees or nothing around, and you could see that uh, that uh, there wasn't no cars coming down the road, and uh, when we got, the closer that we got to it, the, uh, the bigger the light was getting. And I was sitting on the passenger side in the front seat, and then one of my friends was driving, and then we had another friend in the back seat. So the closer that we got to the light, the bigger the light got. And I mean, by the time we got up to where the light was, the light was a giant light, man. It was like, wow, it seemed like it was 30 feet around, and it was round, man, and it was weird colors, you know. It was white at first, and then when we got up to it, it was like a blended colors, you know. And back then, they didn't have LED lights or nothing, and you could tell that this wasn't a, you know, this wasn't a light like that. This was uh, like, uh, I don't know, man, like not even this world light. So when we got there, man, all of a sudden, when the light got right to the front of the car, man, the light 
pop kind of. And the light went off and it looked like somebody was standing there and reached over with their hand and raked across the windshield. So cold chills went down my back and everybody was scared it was in a car and nobody said nothing. So we drove on down the road for about 10 minutes and finally I said, man, this is weird. I can't believe that. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, I must have been imagining that. Uh, everybody's going to think I'm crazy. So the boy in the back seat yelled out, what was that? What was that? And then everybody started telling about what they seen, and both of them two told what they seen before I ever said a word. And I said, pull over, pull over. And I got out of the car, and uh dude had a flashlight in his glove box, and he gave it to me, and I shined it on it, and you could see a handprint Every finger were something raked across the windshield. And, you know, I've always remembered that, and that scared the crap out of me. I ain't, that was that was really bad. I mean, that was a scary night, man, and that was a scary time. And uh, it uh, flipped the boy in the back seat out so bad. <coughs> we all got flipped out, and we made him take us right back to our cars. We was going to go to a little drive-in. Everybody was going to meet up, and we all went home. You know, we all busted up and got in our vehicles and went home. We didn't even want to go do nothing. And for a couple of weeks after that, I never even got out of a night, man. And, you know, like I say, I'm not ever scared of none of that stuff, man. But I was that night. That was a that was a kind of a weird thing that happened right there. And, you know, a lot of stuff that occurs like that, no one ever says anything about because, like I said, they think everybody's going to think that they're either lying or they're stupid, man. And a lot of stuff like that happens in this world. Uh, this episode is called The Unexplained. And to me, that was unexplained. I've never figured that out yet. And, and I don't think it's meant for me to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? That's just one of those things, man. It'll never be figured out. But, you know, that's one of those things. You never know in this world what's uh, real or what's not real. They used to say, if you see something, you know it's real. Well, nowadays, I don't even know if you see something that's real, man. I appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. I hope y'all have a blessed week, and uh, I hope everything goes good for you this week. And uh, I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Y'all keep on tuning in. Come on back Wednesday night when we have our special. I love you guys. Good night. Wake up in the morning and I'll raise my weary head. I've got an old coat for a pillow and the earth was last night's bed. I don't know where I'm going. Only God knows where I've been. I'm a devil on the run, a six-gun lover, a gambler in the wind. Good night.